guitar action, Mr. Donald Trump. Person, person. What are you doing? Why do you call me person? Why do you say person twice? Doesn't make sense. Because that's what I call you, Mr. Donald Trump. Person, person. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, I, it's, I directly ripped that off right. from Data Carvey, but it's still funny. And welcome to the Something <laughs> Random Podcast, where sometimes we talk about movies, sometimes we talk about television, but we always talk about something random. I am your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. Oh, hey there. I'm your co-host, uh, Michael C. Macbeth. How you doing? I'm Joel <laughs> Adam Chavish. I run the country. Oh, and uh, with us, uh, unfortunately... Uh, You're not legally allowed to say, unfortunately. Ah, uh, shit. You're right. <sighs> Legally, I do. I have to call. <laughs> do I have to say your full name, or how do how do we have to handle this situation? A uh, middle initial. Middle initial. Uh, all right. So legally, we have to announce that uh, Carl W. Pfeiffer is here with us today. Um, we by law have to have him on the podcast this week, uh, and I am going to read uh, a little bit from. Uh, the court ruling here, uh, which I, it's a, it's a legal thing. Um, uh, Carl Pfeiffer is allowed to, uh, 20% of all jokes on this week's episode, uh, and hereby will be known as the, the king of podcasts. That's what you wanted to be called. That's my lawyer. That's your lawyer. <laughs> He's my lawyer. Okay. He threw some stuff in. All right, but Carl, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a minute. A while. It's been a minute. He's actually uh, been here the whole time. I just turned him up for the first time. Thank you for finally turning up my volume. Yeah. <laughs> I had some killer one-liners about two weeks ago. Yeah, so anytime you heard those really silent moments and then sudden laughter, it just we legally weren't uh, in a place where we could use his voice. But if, he's here now. Yeah, yeah. if you haven't uh, listened to previous episodes, Carl, Michael, and I used to host the show together. Uh, Carl has taken a sabbatical, and he's back on just It was to... a forced sabbatical, because you guys got Tom Hanks on the show, and apparently that's cooler to have on the show. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much a uh, much better situation than Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to step down. I mean, come on, seriously? Let's I be guess. let's be real. I, in in all care. fairness, just so you're aware, we, we turn Tom Hanks' mic down quite often. Yep. You know, I so can imagine it's the same situation yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, that that we just have to pay royalties on. Right. You know, that's that's the issue. Isn't that right, Tom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how this week's gonna go. Uh, so, hey guys, what have you been watching this week, Carl? Let's start with you. Oh my god. Um, so I just got back from a uh, two weeks out in Kentucky area shooting a documentary. And uh, one of my first real, like, dive-in deep documentary projects. So I've been, like, binging documentaries just to get my head space right. Um, but the most recent one I watched was called Icarus on Netflix. Okay, what is this? I've never heard of this. Right. It's, uh, it's this documentary about this dude, this bicyclist in Boulder, who, like, starts trying to juice, like, as some experiment for a year. Looking at, like, you know, all that... Uh, uh, Tour de France, Lance Armstrong stuff. And he gets put in touch with this like scientist from Russia who's like an expert at like juicing athletes. And uh, <laughs> okay. 
this whole thing just unspools with like this giant investigation into Russia and their athletes and how everyone is doping and this huge scandal. And this dude winds up making friends with the documentary guy and coming to America as like everything is hitting the fan. What? Like it is this crazy. That's like, a lot. Political and it's, it's called Icarus. It's called Icarus. Um, it's got kind of a, a Russian looking style art with Putin on the on the front on the cover. It's How it's a ride. It's a ride. Yeah. So, yeah. I watched that one in, uh, in a couple of viewings. Um, given my schedule. And then I just finished The Keepers on Netflix too, which is another one of the true crime docu-series. Kind yes. of making a murder follow-up sort of stylistic thing. Oh, okay. We're going to um, talk, we're gonna talk about to Michael's here in a second, and I really want to know if you've watched that one. Michael, what have you been watching? I, uh, among other things, I've been watching American Vandal as per my losing a bet last week. Um, that, I, was a, that was a... You lost a bet, so you had to watch American Vandal. Well, yeah. So we we've decided I to lose put some bets, right? Yeah. We we decided to put a little more of a positive spin on the Six Degrees game, where we're we're not we're not doing punishment movies per se. We're just not really mm. losing the bet. Just exactly. Because, so everyone's yeah. a winner because we're all millennials. Right. So why not? Um, <laughs> participation trophy. <laughs> can we you not? guys are millennials. Can, can we not? <laughs> can, can can we just not? All right, fine. Can we not? So Thank American you. Vandal. Um, yeah, have you seen that, Carl? No, I am very curious. Very curious. It it is a freaking riot. And and what I what I love about this show is that it's such a prime example of comedy that takes itself seriously the fact that it takes itself so seriously is what makes it funny and and it's so it's not it's not slapsticky it's not yeah farcical it's not absurd like uh i don't even know like the office for instance i mean great show i love it but the jokes are very jokey jokey Yeah. Yeah. yeah and this one it's just it's the oh office is gosh. funny because it knows it's funny. Exactly. American Vandal is funny because it's totally operating under the guise that it's not. So there's exactly. there's an entire episode uh, to where they're trying to disprove uh, one of the 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 guys in American Vandal who's like the, the one key who, witness. Yeah, the key witness who saw the crime. Uh, they're trying to disprove him, so they go back to a summer camp, right? And uh, they're trying to prove that he lied about getting a hand job. From some girl, and, and so they, they do. They do an. They do a, a sleek uh, CGI thing where they they make a three D model of the dog, and, and, and it's like mechanical hand job happening, and and then they zoom out and try to figure out if anyone could have witnessed it and from what a bunch the sight of different lines angles. Like. So you just like see the hand job happening from like a, like seven different angles. It's. So funny, oh, man. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, yeah, it's, I, it is absolutely genius. How, how far into the show are you? Um, I think I just finished episode three and started episode okay. four. So, so about halfway. It's, the other thing that I uh, hit home on the other day is that um, it's it's hilarious and it has these really um, – it, it's it's fantastic and it's comedy. But when it gets down to really serious conversations about um, – I don't want to spoil things for Michael because he's getting there, but they really hone in on the the serious aspects of things too. And I'll say this again, and I'll say this until the end of time: this show has no right in being as good as it is. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> I highly recommend it to anybody who loves the true crime genre, anybody who loves good comedy. And they even they even made very good steps to make it appear to be a 
poor quality high school student made documentary. <laughs> okay. Like they, they, um, some of the, some of the choices for audio or, or, um, I, I see kind of like, yes, I see that they, they hone in on that, but the fact that it is, there's like a lot of shots that are much better than any high schooler could ever have done. And that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. They do these like gorgeous, like pulling back shots that apparently he filmed himself on this like tiny little camera. Or it's maybe he just, great. you know, got stock footage because the school had it or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was good in that way as well. And, and they, they did a whole lot of moments where it's like, no, no, don't, don't look at the camera. Look at, look at me. And um, <laughs> Carl, you need to watch the show. I, I plan to. Uh, I plan to. Michael, what else have you been watching? Oh, um, I watched Kingsman, The Golden Circle yesterday in theaters. I can't think of any other movie I've seen more trailers for. Yeah, and that that's unfortunate that it's so saturated with trailers because I, I knew the premise. And they um, only really had like two trailers that I remember seeing, but they had that movie running, that, that trailer running in front of everything for like the last six months yeah and as far as sequels go it was it was well made and they Mm. they committed still to the style and they basically introduced the american counterpart of the kingsman organization the statesman and it's a distillery and so they're all named after different uh liquors um yeah and and it's (laughs) I'm the Peach Schnapps. Hi, my name is Peach Schnapps. How are you doing today, guys? I want to be Agent Peach Schnapps. That'd be awesome. Jeff Bridges plays uh, Champagne, but he goes by Champ. Okay, he's just clever. That is that was very clever. It's based on a graphic novel, right? Is it? I didn't. I didn't know that. I think so. Hi guys, I'm Apple Pucker. Oh my god. I'm I'm Strawberry Boone's farm. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Goldschlager. Ooh, <laughs> that's actually a good one, Joel. Uh, well, I started. It started this week. The um, Law and Order Menendez brother miniseries. Law and Order. Law and Order. Sorry. <laughs> Created order. by Dick Wolf. Uh, yes, Dick Wolf, your favorite person. I love that name. Boom boom. Cousin of Peter Coyote from ET, um, but no, it was it was great. Good acting. The guy is looks just like the wig that that he wears. The main brother, I can't remember if it's Lyle or Eric, which one it is, but he it looks like a wig put on backwards, but it looks just like his hair. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I also watched. Have any of you watched? Did you any of you watch season one of Great News? I um, have not yeah. heard of this. It was it's a really funny show. It's a sitcom and it's about people that run a news station. Um and they're kind of pulling and it's always sunny because they had a great first season. It was really funny. Season 2 just started and now they have Tina Fey on. This is the show with uh, not Paris Hilton but the other one. Who's uh, on Nicole Richie. Nicole yeah. Richie is on the show. It's, I've heard of this and, and apparently it's, it's really good. It's hilarious. It is. Cuz it's it's, it's, really it's, funny. it's like written by Tina Fey has something to do with Tina it. Tina Fey is on the show now yeah. and she's writing. I don't know if she's the head writer but she probably is cuz she's a great head writer mm-hmm. but uh yeah. She's also she's like the boss of the <laughs> news station. <laughs> what okay. was that? Michael's yeah. like I have nothing to add to this conversation so I'll just but add a a random I yeah. love Tina Fey. That's all. You you guys should check it out for sure. I I'm mean done. Watching season one would help, but you don't have to. Like you could have tuned in to this first episode and been you've been very entertained. It was great. Uh, 
the only things that I've had time to watch are comedy specials. Uh, I watched Jerry Seinfeld's new one. What is that? the deal what with podcasts? It was good. It's so nostalgic for him because it'll, what was it'll... the deal with comedians coming back and doing Netflix specials? <laughs> oh my god, look at this! Oh, I can't do it. Now. Um, that's not gonna happen. I, I was doing it pretty well last night, and then I I've lost it. I lost I the actually, magic. I don't even really have a Jerry Seinfeld either. It's just that. What's the deal? Um. So, but anyways. It's, it was very nostalgic for him because he was performing in the small theater that he used to perform in. No, wow. Was like yeah, in I heard, yeah, I heard that. Uh, when he was in his 20s. And yeah. then he would like go around town and there would cut to segments of him talking about how he got into comedy and stuff like this. So not only is it like the comedy, which is funny. It's Jerry Seinfeld. It's, it's going to be funny. But it's also um, like really nostalgic and really interesting to learn that he there was nothing else for him. Like he was always funny, and he's just like that's all I had was just. It being looked like funny. they went more of that direction. With yeah. The, did they intercut it like alluding yeah. to Seinfeld in a certain sense? Yeah, they the they they got the... it's it's called up to, like life life before Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um, and it's all up to that point. But it was it was so interesting to see where how he came about that. Uh, Netflix released the 25 year anniversary of Deaf Comedy Jam, which. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched Deaf Comedy Jam. And it's just like all these, you know, the, the classic, the classic um, Deaf Comedy Jam people coming together to to uh, look back on their careers and to pay homage to the people who who passed away. Uh, Bernie Mac uh, was so cool to see that these people were able to overcome and be able to tell their truth in comedy was just awesome and i highly recommend it it's great you will it's... definitely not do nose laughing with deaf, <laughs> deaf comedy jam. challenge accepted yeah uh, <laughs> you it's... either laugh or you don't get it yeah if you, if you don't get it i mean there's some world lessons there that maybe you should experience uh but besides from that i mean i've been watching our short film over and over and over hey. and over and over again now that it's out i haven't watched it once but i watched it Seth and Jill and I sat and watched it and it was very good. We liked it. Yeah. But we'll get to that. So um, we're going to do something a little different this month because it's the spooky, scary month. Spooky, scary month. And uh, (laughs) once a week, we're going to have our guests or one of our hosts tell a spooky, scary story. So this week... uh, if you don't know Carl, uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and then uh, jump into your spooky, scary story. So yeah, um, I'm Carl. Obviously, I uh, I'm a photographer. I'm a videographer, so I uh, get along so with these fools. Eh. So can I can I <laughs> can I say that one of my one of my favorite time. jokes uh, is when people name their businesses after themselves. Oh yeah, and it's then the to followed by your other favorite joke, which is where someone names their business a random. You could say something, something random. random named. Yeah, but so when you okay, this is what I'm going <laughs> so to tell really you. I know what we're supposed to, to name to, to like cut into you explaining who you are. Um, whenever I see Carl, uh, if I run into him, you know, at the store or in Virginia, uh, wherever I run into him, because that happens, uh, wherever I run into him, I'm like, oh my god, Carl Pfeiffer of Carl Pfeiffer Photography. Uh, and <laughs> You're that Carl Pfeiffer. Uh, so if you at home, our listeners at home, have friends who have named their businesses after themselves you are very welcome to use that joke it's wonderful i highly recommend it it is so choice i'm like i keep thinking i have probably a dozen people in my head right now that do that and our our friend face forward never enjoys that joke but we still do it anyways 
Yeah, that's well, great. You do that for the people that named it after themselves. Well, like I said, then there's the something random, the name of your media company is making fun of the other ones. And I'm like, what's left? Yeah. What do you name your business? Yeah, we went we went to the far other extreme. For sure. Yeah. There's a middle ground between something random and your name. So <laughs> there is like is. Carl. Like, we we there's feel, a, there's... we we have a camera productions. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna call my company I paint stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. We I have a camera and a name. That. People work for us by name. But uh, yeah, no. So so I run my own business called Carl Pfeiffer Photography. Uh, <laughs> I appeared on a, a television show many, many, many moons ago called Ghost Hunters Academy. I'm a paranormal researcher, and that's basically me in a nutshell. Scary stories. Yeah. Spooky yeah. stories. Mom. Well, I you must can have only really... assume that hunting ghosts. You've come across a thing or two that's. But it doesn't. Okay, so here's. Scary. We've talked about this before about how whenever Carl's on podcasts, he everybody's like, "Tell us about the ghost things." I want to hear about what ghosts. happened in the Stanley. What well, to be fair, those are the podcasts I frequent. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, so you are very welcome to tell a ghost story if you want. If you want to do something completely uh, out of left field, if you want to tell us a story about how it was really scary when uh, Dunkin' Donuts didn't uh, give you the creamer that you oh, asked yeah. for, the pumpkin pie yeah. creamer that you asked for, uh, I would be down for that story as well. Mm. Or stories of scary people <laughs> going, tell us about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's more annoying stories. So I've got one here. I'll let you guys try to figure it out as it develops. Okay. All right. This was 2010, June 2010. I was uh, going out to the West Coast on a little road trip with my girlfriend at the time, Kelly. And we'd driven about 13 hours or something the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh and we found this rest stop in Nevada. Okay. And she she's from her dad. Her dad's got like this pickup truck that's covered in the back. And so okay. there's like yep. a mattress back there that fits perfectly. So we're like, sweet, you know, save on hotel costs, you know, just crash in the back of the truck at rest stops. And we pull into this rest stop. We're hanging out. We're eating some food. Towards the end of the day, rest stops like get a lot less busy right. and a lot more. <laughs> And so there's, you know, we become, yeah, we become suspicious. There's this kind of like semi-sketchy dude, like who makes hot dogs at the rest stop (laughs) on like a little like grill in the back of his, in the back of his truck. Hot wieners wieners at the rest stop. We have to do it like more sinister. Hot wieners here. I've got some wieners for you. The more sinister you go with it, the more uh, it goes another direction. (laughs) Hot wieners. So he's like selling these like hot dogs for like three bucks or something. And we're like, now nah, we're good. We got sandwiches. And then he like comes back by a little while later because there's nobody there. And he's like discounted. Like you can have like three for a dollar. And we're like, no, like <laughs> you're poisoning us or something. <laughs> so we've got this dude in our head and, you know, like watch something and start going to bed. And like right as we get to that point of just like almost asleep. We are awakened by the sound of a blood-curling woman's scream. It sounds like there's somebody being stabbed to death in the parking lot. There's, like, we sit up immediately, and there's a big old, like, camper trailer, like, right on the other side of the parking lot. And so we, we, like, sit up and then instantly have that thought of just, like, no, no, get, get down. Like, we'll be seen here. We're about to get murdered. And I was fully waiting to just see, like, some woman bust out of that, just, like, stabbed up, like, like a horror movie. Oh, my God. And as it kind of went on for another minute or so, our attention got turned to a little bit further down where there was a giant trailer of pigs 
apparently. There was a bunch of pigs in the back of this steel trailer. What? Okay. And if you guys have ever heard the sound of like pigs screaming, oh, God, no. it is the most like terrifying and human sounding uh, sound that a, a creature can make. So why were they screaming? Just because they're pigs and animals do stuff. Probably because they're in the back <laughs> of a steel truck going to slaughter or something like that. And they're having an existential crisis. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so like they're, you know, 11 o'clock at night and rest stop in Nevada with the sound of pigs screaming. The guy wasn't making hot dogs, was he? Is that what it was? Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. It was he was slaughtering the pigs. For I mean, <laughs> I don't know if somebody was slaughtering the pigs. Maybe, but on but the they whole, scream. they were just. It sounded like a woman. They were just getting wound up and riled up or something at they that hour. A dark rest stop at night mm. to to slaughter their pigs for their. Hot hey, dogs. you never know. He's selling hot dogs. That's there. true. That's true. Homemade, you know, from scratch at the rest stops in Nevada. So uh, probably one of the more terrifying moments of my entire life sketched out rest stop in nevada that's great i love that story freaky i'm gonna have weird nightmares or like really sexy nightmares tonight about screaming pigs (laughs) this has been spooky scary stories month (laughs) (laughs) are you a theremin let's get a theremin for the rest of this Have Joel lay down well, <laughs> some some audio for the future stories intros. Do you remember those Halloween decorations that shake that you would shake? And oh go, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. That was, really that was gorgeous. gorgeous. Thank you. I've been working on that. No. <laughs> Did this you go entire, in to record that and yeah, then they this, put it in the mics? So this entire podcast this week was up to this moment. He's like, I need us to get to this moment where I can do so can this. Make a Halloween. So I can make the spooky, noise. scary Halloween noise that everybody remembers. The nostalgic, spooky, scary noise. Every night you're just standing on your porch practicing. Practicing. <laughs> this is going to be great next week on the podcast. <laughs> I've been oh, thinking man, about this since June. Month. I can't wait till October. <laughs> okay, the neighbors so... are like, shut the hell up. And you're like, it's October, damn it. No, they so... already called the cops on him for doing it. Mm. Uh, is, that, is, that, that's, mm. is that like ghost thing that would hang? Was mm. that just like some guy doing that? It was like, and then just on repeat? Or was it like a noise that was built into the machine? It was a noise. Like a noise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, those, uh, like those cow things that you turn over. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the guy's name who does all the sound effects? Uh, Michael Winslow. Yeah, we're going to have him on the podcast next week. Ooh, that would be wonderful. For the spooky, scary sound effect episode. <laughs> beep, boop, bop, boop, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> Let me just call. <laughs> I'll, 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 let me get him on the phone. Hold on. That <laughs> 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 devil ringtone. <laughs> Hi, Michael. It's Joel calling from something around him. <laughs> yeah, this is Joel. <laughs> This is Michael on the phone. <laughs> well, he... I gotta go because we're recording. Alright, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Did he just say okay, bye and hang up on you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Okay. Let's... That was good. Yeah. That was good. Um, what... Had a little bit of everything. I've got a question for you guys. Okay. Since we're in October, mm. it is the spooky October. scary month. What spooky scary month is your go-to? <laughs> we need a, a Can we get a drop it. of Carl doing that? Just saying spooky scary month, and like when we push a spooky. button, he just says, "Ooh, yes, I'll, I'll put it on my and soundboard." It's like a little bit of a tone. It's like the Staples it. Easy Button. We'll have yeah, a yeah. we'll have like a remix version where it's like spoo spoo yeah spooky scary <laughs> spoo, and I'll go spoo, spoo. 
Yes. <laughs> and it's like a trademark That's... sort of thing. Every time you say so for Spooky Scary Month, I just jump in. That's Spooky what we should do. Month. Instead of instead of making a movie, we should make a, a remix song. So we can we can do something called Making a Murderer, where we actually become murderers. <laughs> that would be scary. And we get some uh, pig screaming sound effects. And... Yeah. Uh, or we could do the, the goat scream. The... <laughs> Where it's actually you definitely like a human screaming that they just like dubbed over it. What you did just now sounded like that. What was that senator's name? Uh, the guy campaigning. We're gonna take Washington and Seattle. <laughs> yeah! And yeah, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, anyway. I know what you're talking about. All right, uh, what was your question again? <laughs> we got a little sidetrack. What is your go-to Halloween movie every year? Just easy. one? Easy. I mean, I, I have a list, but I, I think I know Carl's. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know Carl. It's my second favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Which is? Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. You know, I haven't seen it. I'm looking at your movie case right behind you right now. Yeah. And I'm so sad that Trick or Treat isn't on it. Because well, it's, it's like all horror movies. And I, I was talking to my friend Nikki about this just a few weeks, or actually just this past week, because we decorated her house for Halloween, and she's got a Trick or Treat kid with the big orange Sam, head. Sam, yeah. And she said this last year. She's like, it's from Trick or Treat. Don't you, I mean, she said, you know Trick or Treat? And I was like, no, I haven't seen it. And she's like, you got to go watch it. And then this year when I hadn't watched it again, she was like, what are you doing with your life? So I need to watch it this week. <laughs> Seriously. Can like, we force um, him to lose a bet to watch it right now? No, I, I, I'll watch That's it. Gonna happen. I'm gonna watch That's going to happen in our Six Degrees this week. I'll watch it tonight. I'm, we're gonna, we need to make sure that we win so that Joel has to watch Trick or Treat. Excellent. I'm already going to watch it, so you should pick something else. Um, so Trick or Treat. Yes, Brilliant. I yeah. as as you may or may not know, I am not a huge fan of the horror genre. Okay. I I take take things way to heart, and it affects me for a very very long time. Um, so I would have to say that my go to October movie would be Hocus Pocus. Oh man, I I mean, are you kidding? Yeah, me? I thought yeah. you were setting it up for the Great Pumpkin. Oh, that would be good, too. It's good the too. Great Pumpkin, but I can see Charlie Hocus Brown. Pocus, now that you say that. Hocus Pocus, I love it. I could watch it every day of the oh, year. Oh, absolutely. And I sometimes does not have to be Halloween. Yeah. Um, that's one of my go-tos as well. Did you see our Halloween costumes a couple years ago? It was me and Jalyn and Anne. I did, and that was brilliant. I was one of Almost Jalyn brilliant was married as your dance mom's was, outfits. Yeah, we did dance moms one year, too. <laughs> anyway, so I always end up playing a woman when Jalyn, Anne, and I dress up. <laughs> Like you do. Okay. Um, Joel? I have a couple go-tos, but um, specifically Halloween time. Um, gosh. There's so many. Um, I mean, I like Hocus Pocus as well, but this week, actually, I've been watching, rewatching the, not just Psycho, but the whole Psycho series. Um, there's actually four Psycho movies. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're all really good. The second one's like the second one's actually my least favorite. The third one's okay. The fourth one is the best one. The other than the are first they one. all done by Hitchcock? It's just the oh no no one. no, just the first one. Okay, he was long gone when they made the second one. But Anthony Perkins is in all of them. Okay, um, but those are those are always good to watch. Uh, is Perkins Restaurant named after him? Yes. Yes. No, I don't know. That's why when you go in there, like everybody is like dressed like their mother. It's really kind of. Norman, Norman, <laughs> a little bit psycho. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, have you ever used the Perkins shower? Have you ever gone into <laughs> what? Have oh, gone, yeah, at the truck stop. That took me a second to try to that figure was out. Yeah. I was like, you go in there and it's just always going re 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 re. You're like, 
just I, on it's loop. Like, you're just lathering yourself up, right? <laughs> and you just hear that noise just like over and over again. You just just feel uncomfortable. You're like, I'm clean, but am I? <laughs> their, well, their the pies soap, are the so soap good. is red. The soap is just red, <laughs> and they have one of those things hanging that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and of course, Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. is um, that's a good a favorite so, by yeah, many. That that mm-hmm. begs the question: Is Does it, it beg it? Uh, is it a Halloween film or a Christmas film? I actually watch it between the two. Okay, usually. Okay, yeah, that's good. it's a Halloween film. But it's, for yeah. me, it's more of a Halloween film. It's, it's, it's a Halloween film with a very significant Christmas cameo. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's it's a Halloween. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Is there anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. 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 Well, now that we've done that, um, well, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, obviously, obs, totes, obs, totes, obs. Because, like, since I watch scary movies all year long, I usually have to watch Halloween-themed movies around Halloween. So I have one that is my second go-to that's not Halloween-themed. It's the your village. Go, your go-to, too. That one's a solid choice. But yeah, I understand the criticisms, and it's just... <laughs> if anybody but Shyamalan had done that movie, like, I don't think it would happen. But it was, it was like, coming right off of uh, Sixth Sense and uh, Signs. Well, it was right about the same. after Signs. Yeah, it was after actually, Signs. Which so, is I mean, weird like, Signs did oh, yeah, still, like, pretty good. Even though, like, people are hypercritical, I enjoyed Signs. I thought it was uh, Signs is my favorite M. Night movie. You know, I really? haven't seen yeah. Signs. Oh, like, yeah. even Unbreakable? Unbreakable is I didn't like, like Unbreakable. What? Whoa. Sorry. What? Have you seen uh, Split? No, no, I haven't seen no, it yet. No, no. I'm not going to talk about it. That'll be the one you can make me watch if you lose. Or if I lose. Is it on Netflix? No, if it's yet. not, we can... I can yeah, see, unfortunately, my, my sister ruined The Village for me. I'm sure I would have enjoyed it a Somebody lot Somebody ruined more. The Sixth Sense for me, so there you well, That's what's cool I, about both of those movies, though, is that, like, you can watch them after the twists, yeah. and it's all already there. And like, it just yeah. becomes a different movie mm-hmm. that's just as compelling. No, absolutely, but without that first experience of the sure. twist, it kind of loses its grandeur. Uh, so, talking about M. Night Shyamalan, uh, did you guys like... Lady in the Water. Oh yeah, that's nope. That's probably my favorite Shyamalan. Movie. Uh, Is that the Paul Giamatti? Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it. I was gonna watch it. Paul Giamatti was on Howard Stern. This was a couple months ago, like when it first came out, and I was like, "Oh, I have to watch that." And I literally haven't thought about it until you just said that. Yeah, it was visually. I, it was very good. I liked the visual style of it. I liked the idea of it. I liked the storybook aspects, the fantasy aspects, mixed up with a little horror flavor. But the story itself would have been much more suited to a novel, like a, mm-hmm. um, with more characters or even a, or a, a mini series. Yeah, yeah, we had talked about ah, okay. this before. Because there's too many characters that when they do this whole twist where they're like, we need seven people but, to like, we take need... her back. And they're like, oh shit, none of these seven people are they're the people like, who we thought. It's so just who's left? This, who could it be? <laughs> I don't know. Seven the people other that... seven people in the movie. Like, it's really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that my was a little issue. on the nose. Yeah. Um, no, I I love Paul Giamatti's acting in that though, especially. Um, I think that was very. He was a great like heroic character that wasn't like, you know, sexy hero of every action yeah. right, movie right. or gritty movie ever. Like, I yeah, I get that. tired of that man. Mm-hmm. I like people that are average looking, which okay, <laughs> or less than which talks looking. about my go-to horror movie every single year. Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, burn! Oh. Um, how do you how do you kill the monster? M I 
K. Miak. 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 Hey, Vern, it's Miak. <laughs> Could it be any freaking stupider? I love That's why that it's film. called Scared Stupid. I love that film so much. Um, Fair uh, but I watch, I watch nice that. Nice go-to, though. Yeah, okay. I watch that, and I also watch, uh, every year I watch it, not necessarily at Halloween time, but my go-to horror film is um, Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Uh, yes. And I talk about this, but I watch it once a year. S to S. <laughs> See, in in any other situation, that's just like comedic, but like, but that's actually one of like the t- a, most terrible parts of the movie. Yeah, like, it's it's so horrifying the, because characters. it's so ridiculous the situation that they're in. Mashed potato. One of my flights this summer, potentially even the one that I got onto after we ran into each other in Virginia when. I got onto the same plane you were getting off of, totally yeah. unplanned. Yeah. That's weird. It was yeah, weird. Okay. It was a little weird. Um, someone next to me on the plane was watching Requiem for a Dream <laughs> on his iPad. <laughs> you started you tell, like, leaning over. Could you tell if it was the first time they had seen it? He was pretty chill, so oh, okay. it didn't seem like it, which almost makes it worse. Because you're like, you know what you're watching, and you're just like, this will be fine on the plane. <laughs> do you guys, Whatever. Do you guys cool. ever watch people watching movies on planes? Especially like television where you know there's going to be nudity. <laughs> no. This this shit I is hilarious. I highly recommend. Watching their reactions when the nudity happens. And... Yeah, so like when something like comes on the screen, you just <laughs> put it away really quick. Oh shit, there was a boob. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody on this plane, there's a boob. I was watching American Gods this uh, this summer, and come time for a plane flight, I was watching the finale episode, and I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to watch this on the plane. I'm really excited to pass the time. I hope there's not, like, too much nudity in this episode. <laughs> Five minutes in, giant orgy sequence. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joel, I think you've got a six degrees of separation for us. Yes, indeed, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm Michael out. is so excited. <laughs> I'm very excited about this because it's a horror theme. Okay. Okay. Oh, so I'm not going to be much help. No, no, no. No, it's okay. Okay. It's It starts and ends with horror. So what we're going to do... Horror? Horror. Horror. Okay, so horror. I'm, I'm not, thinking like yeah. Not the one syllable. And, yeah. No, no, no. I'll um, give you... Uh, I'll give you... Memoirs of a geisha. We're going to go from it to it. Okay? Ooh. So you need to get... From uh, Finn Wolfhard, from the new It, who's also in Stranger Things, uh, to Tim Curry. I feel so close on this one already. Yeah. yeah. So for some reason, my brain was like, Tim Curry's going to be one of them. Bing. All so right. it's It to It. Finn so, Wolfhard to Tim Curry. So, Joel, can you re-explain the rules for our new listeners? Oh, yes. So the rules are that. <laughs> do you want me to do it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you must know the know <laughs> you must know the name of the actor. You That's must right. know the name of the movie. Uh, they can be in television. Are, are we still doing television? We yeah, are still I doing television. television. So you can use television, but they have to be in the same episode. So. Um, you can cheat a little bit and use uh, an actor that's in the television show and jump to uh, another episode, but the special guests have to be in the same episode. Um, so we we have added a few rules. No Saturday Night Live, no 30 Rock at this point because those shows have everybody in those shows. Um, so uh, besides from that, uh, I think we're going to cut this down to four minutes uh, okay. because I think we can we can get this pretty quickly. The one I have is six degrees. 
Okay. Okay. If you can do it less, if you can do it in six, you win. Obviously, if you can do it in less, do it in then, less. Then you win better. <laughs> you win mo better. <laughs> All right. So you got four minutes. I'm going to start a timer here, and we're going to be right back. Don't go away. <laughs> With a word. After a word from. With so, just one word. The word is <laughs> it. Pants. Pantaloons. Pantalones. Pantalones. All right, guys. We're starting a timer here. All right. So this hinges on one person. Hey, guys. This is your humble host, Charles. Just checking in to see how things are going. Hey, I know it's kind of a, a rough week. I hope you're doing okay. Let me know if you need anything. We're going to be doing a little bit at the end of the podcast talking about our short film, Tick. Uh, we're going to go into spoilers, so I would recommend watching that before we talk about that, uh, just so that you aren't spoiled for it if you haven't seen it. Uh, the information on that is in our description for this podcast. Um, it's it's great. It's it's a little sp- it's it's sp- it's spooky, scary. So it fits the it fits the theme pretty well. Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate having you listen to the podcast. Uh, if this is uh, if you're uh, somebody who's been listening for a few weeks, awesome! Thank you so much. Let your friends know that you like the podcast. Uh, uh, grab their phone and subscribe for them. Tell them, hey, let's do these four dudes talk about stupid movie shit. We, we'd love to love to have more people listen to the podcast, and we'd love for you to help us out there. Uh, information for any of our podcasts is in the description as well. And as always, guys, thank you so hey much guys, for listening. guys, this is your humble host, Charles. Just Ever wonder what happened to the actor from the 80s movie that you love? What about the director of the 70s splatter film that turned your stomach? Or how about the model that starred in your favorite MTV video? I'd like to invite you to join me, Sean Riley, the host of Second Act's podcast, on the first of each month, as we check in with some of the most memorable faces you've forgotten to see what's going on in the second acts of their lives. You can check out Second Acts Podcast on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook page for bonus content, as well as ways to interact with the show. As Scott Fitzgerald once wrote, there are no second acts in American lives, but there are on Second Acts Podcast. Here's to your second act. We're back. We lost. This is the first one we've lost in a while. Yeah. That was eighties uh, are tough, man. It's a tough time for me. So what was your what was your six and how did we shorten it? I was trying to get six degrees. I always try to make it six degrees. Because they can usually become they can usually be shorter. So I'll 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 tell you what my original six were. And then I'll tell you how you shortened it because I'm a dingling. So Finn Wolford obviously is in Stranger Things with Winona Ryder, who's in Beetlejuice with Catherine O'Hara. That's her name. Yeah. (laughs) CJ had the actress, but he couldn't think of her name. Catherine O'Hara was in Home Alone with John Candy, who was in Uncle Buck with Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf, my favorite actress in the entire universe, I swear to God. Uh, Who was in Roseanne with Martin Mull, who was in Clue with Tim Curry. But... It we can, can be go short to Home Alone, Alone 2 because Tim Alone two. Curry's in Home Alone 2. I didn't yep. even think of that. There you go. So it actually would have only been three degrees. But uh, you guys were so close. Wow. You you had the actress, but you didn't have Home Alone 2. Yeah, they were but... just like, yeah, that key actress I just didn't know. 
But you were close too with uh, because Captain Picard is in uh, Page, Master? Page Master. He's one of the voices. Ah, the so, so it was if, him. If we did actually go with that, we could have gotten it. Uh, side trivia: There are three Star Trek actors. Star Trek actors in Page Master. Can you name them all? No. Anybody? Uh, I'm saying George Takei. No. No. He just say, sounds like a I'm a bull. I'm a bull. <laughs> Hello. Hello. If you my name is me, George Takei. You can read my pages. Hello. Ah, oh no, my. it's uh oh it's a my oh my pages. It's Patrick St- Patrick Stewart. It's um The poop emoji, isn't it? <laughs> uh it's Patrick Stewart, it's Whoopi Goldberg. And um, oh, that's right. Whoopi uh, Goldberg Leonard was in a Star Trek. Yeah, she was in. Yeah, uh, she was in Next Generation. Oh, yeah. She was the, the bartender. bartender. Yeah, and then uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, bar- is also a book. Oh, in, wow. in uh, Page Master. I did not realize that. Which book is he? I don't know. The the green one. <laughs> wow. The one with pages. Yeah, I bet he's Doctor Spock's Guide to Raising Children. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that book is called. Oh um, man. So, I stumped you guys. You guys were so close. You actually did have it, but I couldn't help you. What is our, quote, punishment, unquote? I would like you guys to watch. You can watch it, too, if you want, Carl. He has to watch it. Um, Legally binding, you have to watch this. The one thing is, I don't know if they're on Netflix. I'll have to look it up, but I do have them on DVD if you want to watch. I would like you guys to watch one of the Psycho series. Hmm. Either two, three, or four. Which one? Like Psycho Killer Cascasse? No, 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 no. Psycho, the series. No, he's making a joke. <laughs> no, he's. We we just need a background person. Maybe if you turn my mic up more once in a while, He'll do. we'll just be like, no, he's making a joke. He's making a joke. <laughs> he's making Thanks. a joke. Thanks, Carl. Okay, it's a joke. It's cool. Don't take it seriously. Ah, uh, yes. Especially- Psycho. Which one? Uh, I, I think. Do you want us to watch that, or do you want us to watch Bates Motel and start that? Uh, I'd rather you watch the films because Bates Motel, you have to invest. That's an investment. And I don't even know if it's uh, on Netflix or anything. I have them on Blu-rays, but I don't. That's an investment, dude. That's a long investment. Cool. <laughs> Is it good? Is it worth it? I think it's so. Been on my I, that Netflix was one of my favorite shows uh, that's been on the past few years. I watched I, the first so, few episodes and it was a little like... The first season is the toughest to get through. And I think it's because you're going, where are they going with this? What's going on? And once you kind of get past this, kind of like Riverdale, where I'm a huge fan of the Archie comic characters, and I'm going, okay, this is where they're taking this. But uh, just, you can't be in the film watching Bates Motel. You have to, it's a, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the characters, not the story. But anyway, um, yeah, so you can watch uh, one, two, three, or four, or all of them if you like. Cool. Awesome. That's my that's my challenge for you. Challenge. <laughs> How do you pronounce that word? Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> Did you ever see that Cosby show? Yeah, well, that was that's my the favorite thing. in the Cosby show. The guy does a tap dancing off with, Cos- with Cosby, and he just like doesn't even try. <laughs> so, um, I think I think at this point we're gonna um, start jumping right into our. Because Carl's got to get going here pretty quick. We're going to jump into our post mortem. Ah, oh, fuck. Really? Our post mortem. Tick. Of, of Tick, our short film. Uh, I'm going to kind of um, step aside as director and kind of just hear. Uh, first off, I want to hear from Joel, somebody who wasn't a part of the process to talk about what he liked, what he didn't like, what was what he didn't understand, anything like that. Well, I first of all, I loved it. I thought it was great. <clears throat> Um, the acting is great. I loved 
seeing people I know is always great, but um, everybody did such a good job. Everybody was believable, I thought. Um, the story, uh, you know, at first you go, oh, this is what's going on. And then there's that twist, you know, partway through and you go, oh, oh, maybe not. And I kind of, I always love movies that can flip flop stuff without, you know, and I don't know. But uh, anyway, and I wasn't expecting some of those special effects to show up at all. So it was kind of freaky and scary because, um, you know, you're just watching this, uh, this, this good film that, you know, and I'm like, oh, and then you see these things happening i don't want to give anything away for those who haven't watched it no no we're, uh, this is fine we we're gonna oh, talk spoilers i'm gonna add a bit at the the beginning oh, okay. saying hey we're talking spoilers of our short film but um and like just the twisting faces and stuff it was it just took me by surprise so i it not only was it done well but it was done well as as it was put into the film because i didn't i didn't expect it and it was it was much more shocking the first one i the one the first one was from it was scotty from far away mm-hmm and I almost went, what was that? It almost looked like I missaw it, like I saw it wrong. Right. And I went, did I just see that? Or what was that? And then I, when you see it again, it's like, oh, something's really screwed up here. And <laughs> so. Um, what lens did they shoot that on? Yeah. <laughs> what are they something's, doing? Clean your lens. <laughs> Continuity, but, people. Come on. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought Scotty did a really good job. Scotty did a great job with yeah, that character. he was awesome um, in a lot of ways he kind of became the main character i think i don't know if you ever intended that but like he's the anchor through the whole story. I, I feel like it was he's, a... he's definitely the straight man in the story well he's the most conflicted too because mm-hmm. i mean it's it's just like any um i'm i'm rereading harry potter and and also comparing it to lord of the rings i mean like frodo and harry potter they are incredibly important but they're really not the active characters of the stories mm-hmm and that's that's kind of what it became. I, I thought it was kind of actually a tandem lead role between the two main characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, uh, well, I don't know, Frozen, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I did. I Interesting thought it was, comparison. I thought it was. A, I did. I thought it was a tandem lead role, and <laughs> that's the double feature DVD they, set that you can buy our short film and Frozen together. Take and Frozen. <laughs> It's the B side. Yeah. Uh, Frozen is the B side. Mm-hmm. But I thought they both did really well. They were very believable. I, I was there was still that touch of confusion at the end, and I'm going, "What's going on?" And then it all it all kind of comes together, and you figure it out. Um, which I also liked. I don't like a film ending and me going, "What? What happened? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. I like to know what happens. What so about- what? No, what, what happened? Well, here's what I was going to say. I want to I want to hear from somebody who wasn't attached to it. Well, what happened in the end? Well, here's what I was going to say before that is that when it's one thing to leave it to your imagination, like, you know, the Blair Witch Project is the first thing I think of because people were mad that they didn't see the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. What happened? How did they die? But that's what makes it scarier is that it leaves it up to your own thing. With this film, I felt that I, I couldn't tell... Well, here's this is where I go. Oh, I know what happened in my mind. Right, that they both had issues is what Jalen, Seth, and I all watched it, and that's kind of what we all mm-hmm. concluded. Yes, but was one guy completely made up? Who knows? Was the girl completely made up? Kind of seems that way, but maybe you know it's a memory. Okay, we don't know. My my conclusion was that they were both struggling with with 
uh, mental issues. Yeah. And you don't realize that until the very end or close to the end. Yeah. Very close to the end. Okay. That's a, that's a, did he really get beat up or wait, he doesn't have a bandaid on his face anymore. So that's, that's it, interesting that it went that way. Yeah. 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 I never thought about it with that, Brian not existing either potentially. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's what I was thinking. It's like, maybe he doesn't exist. Maybe it's this girl's apartment. Right. And not, that you know. could be that could be the case too. And then I'm like, maybe the brothers made up. I I, like, I don't know. I like the whole the. I mean, I won't I won't tell people what a story is. I mean, I think that's not what we're going to do here today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's not what was the original intention of the story. Uh-huh. But if that's how it played, that's awesome. I, I'm so down. <laughs> okay. Good. Like seriously, because that's that's so intriguing, and that's why I don't want to like say, oh, this is what I was trying to intend uh, with this story, because that's a completely different interpretation of of what I was trying to say, and that's awesome. That's well, great. With so many threads like that going through a short film, mm-hmm. that's pretty intriguing that you can take it that many directions. And if you watch it a second time, which yeah, you I could want to. totally start to oh, that details in there that came up later. Oh, so what if it's more something like that? You know, like you can have that second viewing. Yeah, and, well, and I actually thought about watching it again before we turned the mics on, but then I was like, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe I'll just. I think it's that's keep great. it organic yeah. and watch it. Watch it again if you if you feel the need. But I think this is great. Though. I'd love to have you talk to Seth about it too and see yeah. what he thought. Um, so anyway, but and you'll have to tell me yeah. what your story. Yeah. I don't. You don't want to do it now, or no, I'm not going to do it now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's great to hear, though. It's it's really neat to having having been immersed in it for a year and a half now um, to hear from someone who is just watching this for the very first time and and their interpretation of the of the finished product. It's really, really cool insight. So thank you. Oh, yes. You're welcome. Well, especially as opposed to my viewpoint, which is the opposite, when my hardest the hardest part of this whole process has been watching this thing when you know everything about it right like it's the hardest part is a i think like i want to talk to directors in hollywood and see if they have the same problem because it's very hard for me to watch a scripted film that i've been a part of and not see what's around the shot in every shot and that goes for like the planning of it the scheduling of it the scripting of like not just beyond the frame but beyond the whole thing you know in that sense of just like what, yeah. i know about every decision for the cuts you you know, I know what you about, need to see yeah and you know what you don't need i know to about see. the lighting changes i know about the location right. change you know like i i know so much that it's it's hard to watch something um without seeing that but that said yeah. like it's also there's that bow you put on it you know you, you color grade it you add in the score you get the sound all nice the score and the the color grading and the special effects um pretty much changed the film altogether mm-hmm. um we carl and i carl and i uh, were working on the color correction and we were trying to figure out how we kind of wanted to tell the story um color wise uh and we played with like the ideas of the two different color corrections and stuff like that throughout the film and it didn't really like hit until i was able to like color correct and then have like a half color correct and then to the final one where it's like the really dark color correction and when i did that when i switched that up it felt right and I feel like that was where the story was trying to go. But when we were just doing it, just the two opposite of each other, it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It had to blend back and forth. Right. And I actually really, I appreciated that too, because 
when it was flipping back and forth between, I guess I'll just say Band-Aid and no Band-Aid. <laughs> uh, I appreciated that because it was like, it was a clear choice, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, it helped. Because that's the other problem. The first you, watch, you watch an amateur film and you see continuity stuff like that or something along those lines. Right. And your first knee-jerk reaction is to like blame the filmmakers rather than consider it as part of a story. Yeah. So when you can wrap that stuff up, when you can do other stuff in there to emphasize the story, the audience is like, oh no, that's whatever little thing that and they then, noticed. They're like, and then that covers up the actual continuity errors yep. that we had. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, there were, there were quite a few, uh, but it worked. It actually, <laughs> really? it actually kind of worked with what we were doing. CJ's hat was in some shots and not in others. <laughs> Yeah. No. Okay. It's an operating hat. Yeah. It was though. only in the shots that like the opposite shots, which was it worked so well. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that that continuity error actually worked. Uh, well, there was the, also the one with Scotty where he's where he's yelling down that hallway, you know, at his brother, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, "Hey, Rick!" And then the, immediately the next shot, he's like, "Like his hands go here," and that's. It, but but that wasn't. I didn't catch it. That was that was more <laughs> of the the schizophrenic side of it. Yeah. Once we edited that to be that way. Yeah. Once we once we changed it, but once before the special effects were in it, before anything else, it was an obvious gotcha, uh, gotcha. mistake there. Uh, there was one more that I was thinking of. Oh, but I, I, um, I want to give props to everybody who was in this this production really quick before uh, before we move on to um, talking about the the negative side of things. Um, Jason Tyler Vaughn uh, did the, the the score for this. My man, Jason. Jason is incredible. the The stuff that he created was fantastic. From the moment he started writing this, him and I were on the same page, and he knew what the story was. And I I didn't I gave him so little direction, and what he came up with was perfect for what we needed. I gotta say that I lo- the part of the score that I liked is when it when it first started. I wasn't sure what it what if it was something in the room. Mm-hmm. Or what if something was going wrong? Mm-hmm. Not not going wrong like with the film, but like if something in the room in the in the apartment was happening that wasn't supposed to happen, and it was like almost uncomfortable, right? And that was good because it made it, it went, went and then it went on and on, and I, I figured out it was the music. But I liked being uncomfortable there because it was it added tension to the next up is going to be uh Jesse Hitch who did the the special effects makeup uh and, and she's sitting at the table and the she's bar. sitting at the table with her with her kid at the back with uh, Was that Generations by the way? That was Generations okay, bar. Yeah. Uh uh so that was Generations. Um uh, thank you thank you Jesse for everything that you did. You you made the short film. Uh thank you to uh to Generations and Bindle for letting us film there. That's fantastic. Andrew yeah. Webb. We weren't, I got to tell you, we weren't <laughs> expecting Bindle. So for those who don't know, Jalyn, her brother is Andrew, who's in the film. He's the barista. And we weren't expecting that at all. We, you know, they drive up and we, we all went, oh, there's Bindle. And then we all went, oh, there's Andrew. So it was awesome. Uh, so the the barista in that, he didn't realize that he was in the short film, apparently. <laughs> he <laughs> or forgot. just forgot, yeah. <laughs> well, it also doesn't help that it was like over a year since we he filmed He had a it. line. Yeah. What can I get for you? And um, he nailed it. I mean, I believed it. So everybody, literally the actors, Scotty, Brian, Sarah, uh, Ashley, uh, Andrew, pretty much everybody who is in this, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a giant learning experience for all of us. Uh, thank you, Carl, for 
literally doing everything. And Bruce. And Br- Bruce. And Dana. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's Jesse's mom, right? Jesse's mom and uh, Bruce Dunn, who is fantastic. And I want to work with him on everything, everything, everything. He is when just talking with him. I'm just like, this man should be doing everything right now. Yeah, he was um, fabulous. What didn't you like, Joel? What was your least favorite part of it? Uh, what was it like, oh, that was weird. God, I don't know. Uh, okay. I this is this is kind of weird because it's not really well, I'll just say it. Because there was Bindle and Generations and people I knew as extras in the background, that took me out of it a little bit. Right. But that's just me because I've been to all those places. Right, and stuff. Right, right. I don't want to say that I didn't like it, but that if I had if I didn't know that stuff or if I didn't know people in the acting in it, it would have been more uh I don't know. It would have been, I would have been less distracted by that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say I don't like it, but you know, um, I don't know what I didn't like. I didn't really not like very much of it. So I don't, not not like like when you I don't, don't not necessarily do not, not like it. That's three. <laughs> That's, that means you fucking hate the short <laughs> film. So by the way, your film sucks. Um, <laughs> you Carl, suck. what was Gilmore? <laughs> What was the what was the hardest part um, of doing this for you? Like looking back, what was what was the thing that you're like, oh, that's the most cringeworthy part of it? Uh, and what was the the hardest aspect of filming for you? Yeah, I think there's the two sides. There's the after it's all done side, right. where I just like like just like it'll never feel finished, I guess, sort of thing. You that's know? kind of, like, yeah, we can talk about that in a second. That's, that's why... one of the harder parts, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think while shooting it during pro- production side, it's just that, like, just the restraints of an amateur film, like mm-hmm. having to, to shoot in my apartment um, and at, like, a super late hour, like, that was just a, the hard, stressful part was just, like, um, being hyper-conscious of neighbors and just, like, my stuff and, you know, like... It's just the nature of the beast. You got to mm. you got to shoot where you can shoot, right. and we had the the best space and place to work there at, at mine, which is funny because it also takes me out of it too. It's hard for me to watch it and not just be like, it's my "Hey, that's place. Carl's oh poster." God, we kept that poster in there. I don't know. It's it's so me, but like, <laughs> it's it's again. I think it all just comes back to like that was some practical stuff that has to happen, and then the rest is just not being able to separate, like, give myself amnesia to just like watch it like it's the first time. Right. I think the other the other um, filming aspect that's really kind of hard for me, like it was really hard for us when we got into color correction, was the fact that we, and this is super technical, uh, but that we filmed it so warm and that when we did color correction or when we did white balance at the beginning, uh, it was super, super warm. So it was hard to color correct um, the skin tones off of the wall because they were very similar. Um, so next one, we'll just, I think, hopefully have a little bit more time to focus on that kind of stuff maybe take a couple days to do that and i mean that's not that's all on me you know i could have jumped in and be like oh we're well, just all, throwing I mean, this is our first short film there's also yeah and you know it's stuff. it's it's a lot of yeah. one of those things that knowing your cameras and knowing what they're going to be able to produce and what your eyes see are two completely different things Always. so and i mean we were we were still uh, we were still i would say more so early on with uh with the black magic cameras i mean we had both of them but it's it's a little we were still 
yes. fiddling with them. And and certainly um, audio equipment wise, we did not have what we have no, now. No, um, not at all. We we were we were renting some stuff because we had just started with uh, with helping UNC with their acting for film classes, mm-hmm. which is actually how we discovered Ashley. Right. Um, and uh, anyways. Um, when when we didn't actually own that stuff, we we had to make do with what we had, and and there were there were some, yeah, some drawbacks to that that I I now hear, mm-hmm. not see, but right, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the audio person. I bumped it again. <laughs> Speaking I'm of the audio, audio person. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh, that was terrible. Ew, there goes I your mic. Um, the joke and I <laughs> all right, hang on, hang on. So, uh, Michael, what was what was the thing that you learned and what was the most cringeworthy part of the short film for you? Um, I learned, first of all, how much I enjoy sound effects, especially folly sound effects. That it's was fun. such a blast um, to to like set up a mic um, in my driveway and and walk and run and do all these different <laughs> things, you know, and just to just to try to match it up with uh, with what was happening. Um I've always was, wanted to do that too. It's, it's I like to watch people do it, yeah. like yeah. balloons and leaves and feathers. And and I think there's a viral video on Facebook of that for a little while. It's just, just like God, that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. And and there are professionals who do that. And I, I when I was when I was researching different ways to do that, I came across some YouTube videos. And one of them was, I think they were working on the Justice League movie that's coming out soon. And and it showed this guy with with a big piece of cloth, like watching a a big screen. Um, already shot video of Superman walking and he's like um, shaking this piece of cloth in time with the cape, you that's, know, and that's it, so cool. Um, oh, yeah. It's such a, such a fascinating process and how freaking creative they get. And they, I mean the professionals, they have this huge warehouse with all different like squares of different types of flooring mm-hmm. and they have a mm. whole bunch of different shoes and they just like, they're fully equipped, you know? Um, and then we, we had a punch scene you know, and, and so learning about like which vegetables and and <laughs> things are are the the correct ones to use for this is kind of the sound of a breaking nose. This is you know, um, really really fun. So would you use celery? Uh, mostly cabbage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a blast. Um, there, we should have like a, a a video on YouTube called "Man Punches Cabbage." <laughs> Yes. Probably already up. Um, So, anyways, what was your uh, least favorite part of the whole process? Um, You know, I I think I and and granted, this is because it was a first time for us, right? Um, I think there was a certain lack of communication and of organization, Mm -hmm. which you know I I tried, but um, not being the director, so what what I I had to do was I had to just learned to basically learn my place <laughs> um i was i was there for sound and sound only mm-hmm. and there were certain things that um i was like well i would have done this differently but you know i'm not the director so i'm just gonna sit back and let it happen okay um i've struggled with that with theater too yeah you, when once you've directed a show or once you've done anything you want to offer think, your I two think, cents right. but you're not always you it's not, it's yeah it's not necessarily your place to do so and i i it's always when i'm like oh i want to say a thing you just got to you bite your tongue yeah. sometimes yeah absolutely and if it so plays you know what that. and that's the thing it's, it's like hey if it turns out really well awesome but it's yeah. 
and I've and I've I've dealt with as a director and as an actor like several actors who try to direct you know and uh-huh. and, and they um <laughs> and they approach it in different ways you know I've I've had an actor come up to me and he said hey so I know that you're the director and so you can <laughs> you can completely shut this down if you want but I had a suggestion and he brings it and I was like that was great thanks so yeah. much dude like that's wonderful and thank you for presenting it in such a respectful way you know or sometimes you go that is a bad idea <laughs> Get on stage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's a little bit, a little bit of each. What um, is wrong with you? <laughs> so, so yeah, what I, what I learned from my recent um, time as a director for a stage show was the importance of writing everything down. And even more so when it comes to, to film, because you have so many these days, you know, it's not actual film in case anyone was still, um, under that uh, illusion that that we were shooting this on on regular you know film stock uh, film stock no we uh, everything is very digital um, including the sound and the sound is separate and so we you know in the end we ended up misplacing some sound files mm-hmm. and had to make do and it, it turned out okay um, not as great as it could have been right. you know um, I would have. I would have preferred if the ADR were recorded with the same mic that we recorded everything else yeah. with, because um, there was there was a change in in, in vocal pigeon, quality yeah. that was very very hard to disguise. Right, um, and you can tell in like some of the some of the okays and like the dialogue and stuff like that. It's right. definitely like a different room where it was recorded. Right, Absolutely. I was going to say, and are you dubbing? Like, do people have to come in after all the filming and come in and say, okay, say okay, like you did in this scene, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing, where yeah. it's literally their dubbing so and i i I 100 agree with that i think i think organization was where this um short film kind of lacked um i think like i underestimated how much um energy that i needed to push towards you know focusing on the actors and focusing on that side of things and i wasn't able to really focus in on the the paperwork so having an additional person to be there being like hey this take goes with this audio track and then having that written down on a piece of paper so we could look back on it and say hey we know what track goes to what and not spend hours and hours and hours trying to find the right audio again and i've i've been on both sides of that Mm -hmm. so i i volunteered to to help out on a film shoot um it was a few years ago but it was at uh postnet in denver and it was an interview with the ceo and some other people and it was it was basically um an instructional video about people wanting to own a franchise um i came there i helped I helped carry equipment in and help set it up. But after that, literally my only job was to write down every take what the audio files were titled. And that was my only job was so that they could sync those audio files up later very quickly. And it was a much simpler film project than what we put together you know and so so i think that that concept yes and and there just there needs to be a person dedicated to that and as it might sound like a boring job but it's super important it is it yeah. is so very important um and as a director you know i had my assistant director slash stage manager um veronica who is amazing um and i I was in that same boat. I was like, well, no, I need to focus on the actors and I need to focus on the the big picture of things. And so, so many times it's like, Veronica, are you writing that down? You write that down? Okay. 
awesome. And then I don't even have to think about it until the time comes when I can be like, hey, Veronica, can you recall that thing that you wrote down? Right. You know, and (laughs) that's very, very important. Um, So that's that's the one thing that I think could have made the process a lot easier, a lot quicker. And, you know, like for our next one, it's going like the next um, short film that we do, the process is going to be night and day easier. Uh, it's going, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of work that goes behind it to even make it even better than what it was. Now that we have this behind us, a, a solid short film. I wouldn't say it's like great. I wouldn't say it's, it's good. It's a good first short film for something random. Um, I, I think that the next one that we have an idea for is pretty fantastic. And I can't wait for that one. And it's a single location, Yes. Um, very script driven and not a whole lot of, um, yeah. Extra and I mean, like, and that, like trying, trying to do a short film with like the logistics of finding, uh, multiple restaurants and yeah. multiple houses that you need to film at was difficult in itself and yeah. streets and, and streets yeah, and absolutely. like doing all this stuff. And like, there's, there's a scene where, you know, Scotty and Brian are chasing each other around, um, those streets don't match up. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know if you guys, they're going that. back and forth Some between love and Fort Collins. Collins. Yeah, I was going, Jilling, Jilling was going, are they back in Loveland now? I'm like, that's not part of the movie. Right. They turned a corner at Ames community college and ended up at Bindle. Yeah. But I mean, like it was like trying to map out how that looked. I had to like draw out a map and then yeah. like, you know, trying to explain to Michael. Yes. And, and everybody else they're like, well, we're going to go around this corner, but they're going to end up on this you know, street over here was like hard to like process mentally, you know, when I was trying to explain it at first, but it was like, in the end it looks good and it it makes sense on visually. But I mean, like if people are in Loveland and Fort Collins, they're like, wait a second, cactus drill is not near Bindle. Right. And that's one of those things where it's like, if you know this stuff, you just have to take yourself out of it. Right. If you know that this area or the people or anything like that, you just have to, Put that away yeah, while you're watching yeah. this because it'll Absolutely. take you out of it. So, yeah, and that's that's the tough part about doing it locally, you know. Um, but that's that's gonna be that's gonna happen with any if you're near a film and it's filmed anywhere specific. If you know the area, you're gonna go. That doesn't make sense. That's just how your brain right. works. The, 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 people the, do that in feature films yeah, too. It's yeah. like I mean, it's not something new. So, right. Yeah. But, yeah, and and um, like I was saying earlier, one of our one of our main clients that um, has been a great experience with putting together shorts. Um, one of the main challenges there is that we have one location, and we essentially have to make eight scenes look like they're all in different places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it's a huge opportunity to get creative and to to really to really see it with a different eye and to say, oh wow, well, this. So if we if we move this over here, then it looks like a restaurant it's, or, yeah, you know, um, the other the other thing that was really difficult for me was um, and something that I want to spend more time if I do something with special effects like that, that you, and you can tell if you really watch it, the special effects are n- not as good as they could have been. Um, and that's because I didn't plan those ahead of time. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do those in post when not really realizing that it's hard to track specific things. If it's a dark room where I could have just placed oh, okay. a bit of tape on the wall. Okay. Um, I, I hit, I hit it pretty well, but when he's going into the room and there's like the writing on the wall and stuff like that, um, you, uh, um, 
you can see the writing on the wall move a little bit out of place. It's just slights. But I mean, if you're really watching it, you'll be like, no, nah, that's shit. That yeah. looks like poop. I actually thought the special effects were really cool. Yeah. One, but, you know, I'd, one, I wasn't expecting them. So, right. hey, <laughs> but <laughs> I just thought they were cool. I liked them. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that's it, guys. Um, is there anything else that we want to mention? No, that's good. Awesome. Carl, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Dude, seriously, come on anytime. It's if been guys, fun. Yeah, if you if you want to just hang out and just talk with us. You're oh, yeah. in town. If, if your lawyers allow it. No, yeah. I think, I mean, it does stipulate in our contract that you are legally allowed to come on literally whenever you want so you can show up halfway through a we podcast. We just can't say your name. Um, and, and Tom when Hanks can't be here And when the mic here. volume is up to Michael. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> so um, dude, thank you so much. And... Thank you for listening to the podcast. And as always, my name is Charles. And I'm Michael. This is Joel. And I'm Carl. And have yourselves a wonderful week. Hey, folks. Dirk Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling... Being a husband and a father, it's a busy life, and I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com.